The spirit of the Old West. A real cowboy exuded it from every pore of his body. From the top of his ten-gallon hat to the bottom of his snakeskin boots. Rugged, rough, and hardy. Now you can feel that spirit, too, when you wear Boot Heel Antiperspirant. Boot Heel is made with the essence of real cowboys in mind. All the smells of the open valley issue forth from each leather-encased cast-iron canister. Take a sniff and smell the dust, the mud, the weeds, the other stuff. All the crap cowboys walk over every day and scrape off with a stick every night. Fights wetness, too. And the realistic container made of genuine cast iron weighs five pounds. So the next time you need to smell like somebody else, try some boot heel antiperspirant. Makes you smell like the stuff caught in the heel of a cowboy's boot. For a more elegant scent, try Soul of My Shoe Cologne. Makes you smell like a businessman's shoe heel. And now let's drop in on Joe the Love Potato. He's on vacation. <sighs> hey. How did you know that a vacation in Jamaica was just what I needed? Whew. Those summer reruns can really take it out of you. But I think a month or so here in the Caribbean, and I should be plenty rested up for the new fall season. Yeah. You know, this white sand and clear blue water are nice, but it's no Tommy Bartlett water show. Uh-uh. Too bad it's so sunny out here on the beach. I can't really see the picture on the color TV you packed. <laughs> How you ever got a 25-incher in the suitcase is beyond me. Oh, yeah. The reception is a lot better since they moved their satellite dish from way up on the roof to right here next to me. Hey, the shorter the cord, the better the picture. Whew, boy, two hours of tennis can really make you sweat. My neck was really beginning to hurt watching that ball. Left, then right, then left. I finally had to change the channel. No, 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 don't worry about it. We can talk as long as you want. I reverse the charges and the VCR's on pause. Well, yeah, you can call me back. I can't remember my room number. I haven't seen that side of the door since I got here. But they tell me at the desk that I was the only room with a permanent maid service sign on it. No, no, no. I understand if you can't make it down here. Yeah, you'll be okay without me. Oh, but hey, uh, could you send me your gold MasterCard? <laughs> I didn't know your American Express had a limit on it. Yeah, a girl. Another tender moment with Joe the Love Potato, brought to you by Duck Logic on the Dr. Demento Show, and the goons, Peter Sellers, Spike Milligan, and Harry... Hi. I'm Bob Condor, prison doctor, and you know, I see over 300 inmates a day for many different reasons, many which shouldn't need to be explained. But I'll give it the old Joe Jailbird anyway. Here's some tips to keep you in your cell and out of my office. Number one, eat one of the five food groups three times a day. A healthy inmate is a happy inmate, and a happy inmate is paroled. Number two, check for head lice twice a day. Number three, shower with your clothes on. Number four, 
Ignore all those ads about do-it-yourself tattoo kits in the back of the prison paper. They never arrive with instructions, and I've seen dragons on an arm turn to butterflies on a buttock. Number five, exercise when possible. Calisthenics are good for yourself, and they're a hell of a lot safer than having visions of killing your family. Number six, don't try to cover those unsightly prison scars with any gels or powders. You could break out an allergic reaction and make things worse. Number seven, check for headlights twice a day. Number eight, get to bed early and don't fixate on delusions of getting even. Let them fixate on you. Number nine, listen to plenty of Johnny Cash. He knows the road you've been down and just like you, he took the wrong road and ended up on a street called nowhere. But unlike you, he got out of it. Try listening to both sides of an album. You'll get rid of undue stress and have fun at the same time. And finally, number 10, don't think mean thoughts on an empty stomach. Bring a snack from the cafeteria to share with your cellmate. If you follow this list, you should enjoy a happy, healthy, lengthy stay behind bars. Remember, my office hours are Monday through Sunday, except when it's time to golf. I'm Bob Condor for the National Association of Concern for Their Own Safety because who the hell else cares for a bunch of thugs, prison doctors? Stay clean, not mean. Hi, this is Walter, and I discovered the secret to unending wealth. What if I told you that you could save literally thousands of dollars every year simply by living at home? Yes, for years, comedians, writers, librarians, 37-year-old geniuses, mailmen, and high school science teachers have all been socking away big bucks in the bank simply by staying at home with mother. Follow their lead, and, and you can kiss gas bills, electric bills, rent, and food bills goodbye. Plus, enjoy the benefits of a bottomless dresser of clean clothes. I mean, all it costs is a few kind words on the holidays and driving mom to the grocery store maybe once a week. Sure, your friends might snicker at you for living with the folks, but you'll be laughing at them all the way to the bank. If all this sounds good to you, then sign up for the Living at Home Seminar being held this weekend at Richard Simmons' mom's house in Sausalito, California. See you there. Once again, it's Saturday night, and that means it's time for Duck Logic to stretch a joke for another show as we bring you the continual adventures of Radio Interference Theater. In our last episode, Detective Chick Esposito and his trusty sidekick Johnny Holwheat were being feted at the palace of the Sultan of Decca for their work on the lumpless camel caper. While they ate, the festivities were interrupted by a one-eyed bearded man with a small gun and a large thesaurus as he proceeded to... When Johnny ripped out the throat of the polo pony with his small, sharp teeth. Yick! Ugh. I hope this ain't habit, Foreman. It might be easier to take if you used a little mustard, Johnny. Uh, no thanks, Chick. I'll stick to Coney Island Red Hots if you don't mind. Suit yourself. Why don't you wipe off your chin while I think of a way out of this jam? We were trapped in the stables of the Rio de Janeiro Polo Club with a satchel of hot rocks and a polo pony pumping blood all over my Italian shoes. We were being chased by the FBI, Interpol, the Brazilian police, three Three Stooges impersonators, and an American veterinarian named Benny the Brick. It looked tough, but at least it wasn't going to be boring. Hold it right there. Chick, it's Benny the Brick. I ain't blind. Hi, Doc. Fancy meeting you here. <laughs> Can the chatter and sell it to a game show, Mr. Esposito. I... My God, what happened to that poor horse? Ah, uh, jeez, it looks like suicide to me, Doc. Quick, Johnny, grab that bridle, and while I jump into the manure pile... We're in the Senate Judiciary. 
Oh, Chick, you were wonderful. You were pretty hot yourself, babe. You're the best. Practice makes perfect, if you know what I mean. No, what do you mean? I mean you keep running that play until you get it right, get me? What? Rome wasn't built in a day, classy tomato. Comprendez-vous? Uh, je ne comprends rien. Oh, Toto, I don't think we're in Kansas anymore. Where's Chick Esposito? I don't know. Uh, thanks. I ask you again. Where's Chick Esposito? I tell you, I don't know. Uh, thanks. Where's the suitcase full of diamonds? Beats me. My pleasure. Thanks. Where's my cigar? Where is that? It's on the table. Oh, thanks. No problem. Uh, ain't you gonna slap me? Why? You ask a question, right? Yeah, but you told me where my cigars was, right? Oh, you mean if I tell you where Chick Esposito is, you'll stop hitting me? Eventually, yeah. Well, why don't you say so? He's at the baseball game with, with Harry the Hook, disguised as a tall blonde with hormone problems. Good. Uh, hey, you, you said you'd stop hitting me. I said eventually. Oh, uh, thanks. You're welcome. Came over to my desk and handed me a scotch and water. Yolanda was still the ugliest woman I ever met, and she could still outdrink any marine drill sergeant I ever knew. That one was almost too close, Chick. Close only counts in horseshoes and hand grenades, Yolanda. <laughs> uh, too bad about Johnny. Stupidity is grounds for extinction for anyone, Yolanda. Sometimes you might do well to remember that. Look who's talking. If someone gave you half a brain, your head would still be half empty. You know, Yolanda, when you get angry, you're even uglier, if that's possible. Ah, if your chin was any weaker, Chick, your nose would be suing you for non-support. Yolanda, it's great to be home. Don't get too comfortable. Your desk is on fire. Stay tuned and keep beating your radio for the frustrating adventures of Radio Interference Theater. Next week, Yolanda Day Clerk gets the shock of her life when Chick Esposito gets her drunk and takes her over. I mean, guess what the topic was. Negro Merchant Marines from Guyana. Good night. Hi, we're back live in the studio. This is Walter, and uh, you're listening to the Duck Logic Comedy Cavalcade on AM 1000, Chicago. In the studio with us is, is one of the original producers of Radio Interference Theater, Mr. Ravale La. Hello, Mr. Walter. Mr. La, how many uh, series did Radio Interference Theater produce during its heyday? Well, there was Chick Esposito, of course, and then we ran one in the South called Red Peckerwood. Oh. It was a sort of a story of a Ku Klux Klan member who couldn't pronounce K's. And oh, who, right. He ran a gun store right yeah. down in the heart of the that's what it's and when we came to the studio, it was burnt to the ground. Oh, wow. Then your shows were pretty controversial. Well, we didn't mean to be. Uh, most of the scripts were written five minutes before airtime. Sometimes the writers didn't realize what they were saying, which is understandable, because most of them didn't speak English. Oh. We hired them right off the boat at Ellis Island. That's why under the writing credits for the show, you see about ten John Smiths, right, a few yeah, John Doe's, yeah, there's a Jane, and a, a Jane and a Jack. Franklin Delano Roosevelt's illegitimate son. Oh. Uh, oh, well, who are some of the actors from Interference Theater? Oh, some big names in show business now. Uh, let's see, there was Little uh, before the operation, and then there was um, Ronald Reagan. He did all the women's parts, oh. of course. You remember that. And, uh, Siamese twins, although we paid them one salary. Oh, uh, is there any way that you can get tapes or records of Radio Interference Theater, you know, for our listeners? Oh, uh, sure, sure. Just uh, make a check uh, payable to me, uh, Rav Leila. Send 1095 uh, to this address. That would be... 
It seemed popular, although we never got letters, so uh, we were canceled by our sponsors. They were the makers of um, that small... Well, thanks for being on the show, Mr. Law. And now we're going to get back into the outrageous comedy of the Comedy Cavalcade on AM 1000 in Chicago. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Duck Logic Comedy Half Hour. We're back again, or you're back with us, something like that. I'm David. I'm Tim. I'm Walter. I'm Jim. And we're it. So thanks. Thanks, guys, for downloading again. Taking uh, the time to us. listen. Ooh, we appreciate it. Yeah. We do. Before we started this today, we were talking about you know, where we spent our summers growing up. Jim started talking about going downriver. <laughs> Ever since I've known Jim, he's talked about going downriver. And I never, I don't know if I fully understood what that was. And then he explained it. It was uh, literally you were renting property from a farmer. There was no structure there, right? Or was there like a... It was four feet up in the air on uh, cement block pilings. It was a 1940s trailer with an add-on. Mm. And you would yeah. just kind of hang out? Boys. No, we were supposed <laughs> to work. <laughs> the boys. tadpoles? What I, I guess some dads take you out on water skiing or stuff like that. My dad didn't do that. Here, go do this. Go dig a hole. We need another out. It was like stuff like oh. that. We were working constantly. We were mm. doing stuff. The girls just stopped going. And no plumbing. So that means there's an outhouse. Jim said that he's dug an outhouse. He's built an outhouse. I built many outhouses down the river because they would float away during the spring flood. There goes the outhouse again. Hope nobody was in outhouse. it. You'd like dig a hole. You'd like, because the hole's got to be pretty deep, right? Does it matter? Yep. So you dig like a... How deep well, is the thing is, deep? If you, if you want to splash, you have to dig below the water line. Dig below the water line. Okay, which is... And, the, over, and on the river, it was like four feet deep and then you hit water. Oh, wow. That's not a very deep... 14 river. feet no, four, I thought you said four. Four, four feet. I would dig it so I'd have to get help. I would need help to get out of the hole. No, I would dig it five or six feet deep. Yeah, but at the hole's got to be, how wide was it that you could be in it? I always pictured a, an outhouse hole being like about a foot or, or a foot and a half diameter. No? It was big enough Give so I could, the get in, I could get in and out of it. It would be deep. It would be three or four oh. feet wide. And there was the last one I dug. I buried one of those 250-gallon oil drums that go on the side of the house. I buried that in it. I thought he was going to say drifter. No. But, yes, an I oil drum. I thought he was going to say grandmother. An oil drum. And that we would use, oh. uh, we use, we would throw quicklime down there. You can't get quicklime anymore because too many bodies were disappearing. Yeah, that's the stuff, right? That's the stuff yeah. that the serial killers. Wow, okay. So then, and then you put a building on top. So then so you, you just you cover it all up with wood. That's why there's a hole in the wood, right? The wood is covered a bit larger than the hole, obviously. But how far? Uh, there's a house. There's a house on top of a hole. And I would build them with my own hands. What, what an interesting vacation property you had. <laughs> yeah. How come we've never gone there, Jim? Because water didn't want to poop in a hole. He told me that. I don't want to poop in a hole. It's right. I, like in the very first like couple of weeks that I knew Jim, when I first met him in improv class, I said, oh, hi. Yeah, I don't ever want to poop in a hole. It's one of those <laughs> things. Got to get said, it out of the way right, right up front. Yeah. You know, poop in a hole is still my favorite ska band. You guys like them? They're really cool. Poop in a hole. <laughs> poop in a hole. I'm realize I never wanted to poop in a hole either, but I forgot to tell anybody about that. So I want to ah, take this see, moment oh. right now to mention to all four of you guys. Uh, I've known you a lot of years, and I really never came clean about my adversity towards hole poop. Yes. Well, there goes your yes. birthday present, Dave. <laughs> Damn it, <laughs> I have to think of something Damn else. I guess. I was going to give you a hole to poop in. <laughs> Surprise! I've been over at your house seven nights in a row digging a hole. You need a hole. <laughs> a poop hole? Is that 
an actual poople or is it like symbolism? This could be why I remember some years ago, Jim wrote a skit about a hole. Oh, I don't know if you remember. Need it was a hole. I thought that was someone else's skit about a hole. It seemed it had a darker tone to it. So I guess it could have been David's. <laughs> he had a lot no, of. No, it was Jim. You need a hole. I read it, but Jim wrote it. Yeah, I thought so and too. So uh, come to your yard, uh, dig a hole, and you can just sit in it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> You're going to end up in one anyway, basically, is the, is the gist. Bills piling up? Collection agencies hounding you? House falling apart? Your car looks like it was junked by roofers years ago? Are your kids turning out to be a lot uglier than you ever thought possible? Then maybe what you need is a safe, quiet sanctuary from the enormous pressures of our modern world. What you need is a hole in the ground. Yes, Terra Inc. will come to your home with our trained professionals in your yard and choice of spots will excavate a fully realized hole. Not a pit, not a trench, never a fissure, but a fully realized cavity in the earth tailored to your specific dimensions. You'll love the perfect solitude of warm black earth that surrounds you in a cocoon of soothing hummus without the constant bombardment of cell phones, blackberries, faxes, emails, postmen, late bills, chatty neighbors, teacher conferences, block parties, work seminars, birthdays, funerals, housework, dental appointments, church functions, charity bazaars, condo association meetings, wedding showers, yard work, the list goes on and on. Don't wait to enjoy your own personal stress-free zone in the warm embrace of Mother Earth. Call Terra Inc. right now for a free estimate. Our shovels are ready. Remember, you're going to wind up in a hole in the ground anyway. So start early and beat the rush. It sounds a lot like you, Jim. And now that you've mentioned the outhouse story, it definitely is you. Jim, you never once invited all of us down for like a weekend. That's weird. There's no cabin there. Well, like you wouldn't have just put me on a log and pushed me down the river. I'd put you in a log now. <laughs> and I would have enjoyed it. Tim, Tim, didn't you just hear uh, David, like, I don't know, 10 minutes ago, say he would not poop in a hole? You guys, you'll know this about me, but it's I'm not going to be pooping in a hole. So I think, I, this, thought it was not, not I think this wild wooded weekend with Jim is just not going to happen. It's not going to be a I thing. Know, man. I think it's on Tim's resume, though. No hole pooping. Okay. And so I hope we have didn't, it. I didn't, you know, you know how many times I've uh, one or more of our characters over the years have said, "There you have it." Well, there you have it. There you you, you have used it. to say it on Mighty Pen. I used to say it at the beginning of the. Well, there you have it. The Duck Logic Comedy Cavalcade. <laughs> I say it now, at the end of our podcast. I say, "There you have it." I used to say it very quietly, and I didn't realize how much we of a should have called was. that podcast that. We should have actually there called it. it. There you have it. There are a lot of famous speeches in history be. that ended with "There you have it." <laughs> <laughs> See, people know four score and, and, and they know that, but they don't know that it ends in there. You have it. Most people, <laughs> there you have the it. Independence, the Constitution, all <laughs> these end in there. You have it. Because that's it. You're done, right? There you have it. It's, it's a perfect ending. Nothing to fear anything. but fear itself. There you have it. <laughs> and there you have it. <laughs> I have a dream, and there you have it. <laughs> we choose to go to the moon because it's hot. There you have it. They will fight them on the beaches. There you have it. We will um, dig holes. We will dig holes here. We will dig holes there. You have it. We're yeah. having a get, just a great. You got to entertain somebody. I mean, <laughs> yeah. Well, so yeah. So guys, everybody out there, thanks for listening, and um, we're gonna get going. And you guys uh, keep on listening to the rest of this one till the end. Listen to the end because there's that extra special secret part at the end. Wink. Right. Enjoy. If you get unemployment. 
In the 1956 Vienna Olympics, Jimmy Pogibate of the United States ran the 100 and 200 meter dash, the 400 meter relays, the 120 and 140 low hurdles, the 400 meter run, the 800 meter run, the 1600 meter run, and the 26 mile marathon. He also threw the javelin, shot put, and hammer. He performed in the high jump, pole vault, long jump, and the hop, skip, and jump and the decathlon. In two incredible weeks, Jimmy Pogibate participated in over 20 track and field events. He finished last, next to last, 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 disqualified, last, third from last, last. Jimmy Pogibate, he lived the American ideal of quantity over quality. This has been another great moment of Olympic history brought to you by the American automobile industry. Last, stopped and had a drink. Last, quit, was fired. Last, oh, Hi, I'm Tim, and I've got a new selection of gourmet ice creams prepared with bachelors in mind. I remember sitting in my apartment one day wondering what to eat for lunch when the answer hit me. Anything. As long as it doesn't move too fast, and I can chase it down with lots of sweet, tasty ice cream. If you're a bachelor or just want to eat like one, then you'll enjoy digging into my hearty flavors. Chocolate mayonnaise swirl, doodad crunch, hot dog vanilla, beer nut chocolate supreme, and my new meaty additions, chunky chocolate gaucho beef, and the whole line of Carl Buttock shaved deli meats mixed with French vanilla. What's more, I'm proud to be announcing a whole new line of ice creams made for people who love the deep, rich taste of cigarettes, but hate the dangerous smoke. Tobacco-flavored ice creams. 13 varieties from menthol to unfiltered mid-eastern blends. I use only the finest ingredients and my ice cream is made from the heaviest creams available. So it goes straight to your heart and strangles it like that thing in Alien. But who's gonna stop you? You're just a bachelor trying to keep your food down. So whether you're a 20-year-old college student or a 40-year-old divorcee, you'll enjoy my new gourmet ice creams, especially blended for bachelors. Tim's ice cream and new cigarette flavored ice cream when ice cream is the only thing you can stomach anymore. We also did the radio song, which was a song about the radio. Yeah, on the radio. I love the radio song. We got a lot of mileage out of the radio song. It's a song about the radio, but then there's little spaces in it where you can People put... promotions. Yeah, so you can say Jonathan yeah. Brandmeier, you can say WLUP, you can say Bob and Dave in the morning on, <laughs> yeah. on Atlanta's hot six, you know, 120 or whatever. <laughs> And we did that because we had a radio service where I would yeah. send tapes around the country to people that subscribed to us. And we did a couple for uh, some morning team in Atlanta. And, and then after we that, we got... We had one for Dr. Nemeno. There was one for Jonathan Brandmeier. Brandmeier used his little chunks anyway, because it was a heck of a... head had like three yeah. verses and choruses. <laughs> and we have one that was like a generic one. Who likes to listen to the radio? You like to listen to the radio? Who likes to listen to the radio when you heard insert DJ name here? <laughs> Oh, I forgot about that one, you know, because we needed one to play for places that didn't know what it was about yet. (laughs) With a heartfelt slowdown at the middle, that was nice. Who likes to listen to the radio? We like to listen to the radio. You'd like to listen to the radio if you'd heard Jonathan Brandmeier. We get up and we plug in our radio, turn it on and listen to the radio. Crank up the tunes on the radio and then we go to work. Who likes to listen to the radio? We like to listen to the radio. You'd like to listen to the radio if you'd heard WLUP. News, weather, sports on the radio, traffic info on the radio, talk, talk, and more talk on the radio. Sometimes there's songs in between. How much 
such that you pay for radio. Small ones cost a lot for radio. Big ones cost a lot for radio. The ones in the middle are reasonable. Who likes to listen to the radio? We like to listen to the radio. We like to listen to the radio if you'd heard. Dr. Demento. Someday we'll be on the radio. Our friends will hear us on the radio. Our folks will be proud of us on the radio. They'll talk about us at all the family get-togethers. Yeah, who likes to listen to the radio? We like to listen to the radio. You'd like to listen to the radio if you'd heard. The Nick and Jeff Wake Up Crew. Who likes to listen to the radio? We like to listen to the radio. You'd like to listen to the radio if you'd heard. Your name here. Hey! Who likes to listen to the radio? We like to listen to the radio. You'd like to listen to the radio if you'd heard. Your producer's wacky nickname. Who likes to listen to the radio? We like to listen to the radio. You like to listen to the radio. Your station here. Baseball remembers. Lamar Hoyt, the burly right-hander for the Chicago White Sox, a Cy Young Award winner in 1983, and one out away from a perfect game against the Yankees in 1984, is not only known for his pitching prowess, but also his colorful antics off the field. In 1986, after being traded to the San Diego Padres, he acquired quite an interest in pharmaceuticals. After returning from a holiday jaunt in Mexico, Lamar was apprehended by the Border Patrol for concealing in his possession a bag of marijuana, an unregistered firearm, and 300 quaaludes, more than any major leaguer in history. That's enough downers to keep a strapping 270-pounder well-rusted during his one-year baseball suspension and a lengthy stay at a local correction facility. On the mound, or on the lamb, Lamar Hoyt is someone baseball remembers. And now, Duck Logic puts the joke in context. It was April sometime in the past, probably 1990, I think, in a once-in-a-lifetime occurrence. Well, actually, it happens quite often, but um, every once in a while. But anyway, this particular year, Good Friday fell on Friday the 13th. The Duck Logic jokester sprang into action and came up with the next little bit of hilarity that you're about to hear. They dropped it off at WLUP-FM Radio, and Jonathan Brandmeier played it on his wacky morning laugh fest. I'm pretty sure. I can't actually remember. So, put it into context. Turn back the clock and imagine it's just before Easter, back in the day, and this comes on in your car on your way to work. Robert England, in association with New Testament Films, is moderately proud to present Good Friday the 13th, Part 2, Jason Takes Jerusalem. This time there's 13 apostles, and one of them's wearing a hockey mask. Jason's back, and not even Pontius Pilate can wash his hands of the mayhem that runs through the Holy Land. See centurions hacked to death with the jawbone of an ass. See Jason pound his sword into a plowshare, then hack everyone to death with the plowshare. See a 40-day and 40-night reign of terror. See Good Friday the 13th, Part 2, Jason Takes Jerusalem. 
we've given up good taste for Lent, and you know it's gonna make us a lot of money. Good Friday the 13th Part 2, now playing at a theater near you with The Weakest Story Ever Sold, and I Was a Teenage Apostle in 3D. Richard Chamberlain is the man who would be cancelled. The heroic adventures of a king of the TV miniseries who is told to save a wretched network from the basement of TV ratings. Rupert Murdoch is the president of programming who hates everything. And Kim Bassinger is the woman who is this close to being naked. The man who would be cancelled. He's waiting for the axe to fall. Well, there you have it, the Duck Logic Comedy Half Hour Show number 20, featuring in alphabetical order Ken Campbell, Mike Crawford, David Dunlosky, Ann and Walter Mitchka, James F. Russell, and Tim Thomas. Join us next time, won't you? If you like what you heard, subscribe to the Comedy Half Hour and follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and I'm pretty sure Instagram. Our website is ducklogiccomedy.com and our cable show is Cableville USA on YouTube. Portions of this show were previously broadcast on the radio back in the day under the copyright of Duck Logic Limited and the licenses of WLUP, AM, and FM in Chicago. Okay, is everyone gone? Okay, good. Here's that extra special secret part at the end that I hinted at earlier, just like a Marvel movie. For all you Dr. Demento fans, the full, uncut version of It's the Real World After All. Yes, it was cut. There's some extra verses. The doctor snipped a verse here and there, and you'll see why. Uh, a warning, this one's rated PG-13. Enjoy! Hey, 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 come on. Hey, ouch! Let's do it. It's a world of acne, a world of germs. It's your brand new dog coming down with worms. It's the notes being played by a cockroach parade. It's the real world after all. It's a world of cancer, a world of guilt. It's the tear that shed over milk that spilt. It's a small canker sore that you got from a whore. It's the real world after all. It's a world of ulcers, a world of cysts. It's the hole in the road that you never miss. It's some cheap underwear creeping up to your hair. It's the real world after all. 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 It's a world of hunger, a world of sin. It's a million products to keep you thin. It's machinery exhaust causing air to be lost. It's a real world after all. It's a world of stark mediocrity. It's a world of mindless activity. It's a friendly deceit from the people you meet. It's a real world after all. It's a world of sorrow, a world of pain. It's a world of fallout from acid rain. It's the little white lie inside mom's apple pie. It's a real world after all. It's the real world after all, cold heart steel world after all, slimy eel world after all, well it's the real world after all. 
It's a world that's black and a world that's blue. And you must duck logic to get you through. It's the sudden attack of a knife in your back. It's the real world after all. It's the real world after all. Spinning real world after all. Core steel world after all. Well, it's the real world after all. It's the real world after all. Everybody. Cold steel world after all. Everybody. Slimy world after all. Well, it's the real world after all. Oh, I can't breathe. I've got blisters on my fingers.